Hi everybody, this is Daniel, and this is the Flacor America show, where we go over basic interviews with different instructors, process of building up my personal Flacorico group that I'm building up with my wife and also my comadre, and just anything else and going on in the Flacorico world. So this is just my take on it, my opinion, what I see, what can be improved, and anything else. So let's get started. So the first thing I want to talk about pretty much like what we're doing right now, giving a rundown of how the group's doing, my personal group, everything we're doing, tactics, techniques, footwork, songs, like the madness behind that everything goes on. And right now we're pushing a lot of Facebook and Instagram content. Gonna start seeping into LinkedIn because I've overheard that LinkedIn has really good organic reach right now. So little by little, we'll do it. We'll dip our toe into that. I'm no expert. I'm no like end all be all when it comes to this. But I do know enough to teach a song, to do basic traditional footwork. And also lately I've been experimenting with just different things because my wife, she's been dancing contemporary flocorico for over 20 years now. Her knowledge base on it is insane. So I don't know. It feels not right doing how would you say, like not mixing the two or not, you know, if you have like a song like Chariada by Linda Ronsten, it wouldn't make sense to me, my personal opinion, to put Danza footwork when, you know, it's sang by a singer. Might as well just put a little contemporary movements in there, give the song some more exposure, give it some life and just add to it. But that's my personal opinion. Everybody has their own take. But yeah, so back to it. What was I saying? We're pushing a lot of Facebook, Instagram content right now. On average, I make about maybe 10 posts a day. I want to say that that's what the average is. Day to day, we're ranging 5 to 15. So just depends how much content I have, how many pictures I have, how many videos I have, what I want to push out, and the campaign for that month. So it's pretty simple. I always encourage it. If you have a Flocorico group out there, do it. Get your name out there. It just builds a ton of credibility. You know, there's a lot of maestros with a lot of knowledge on there that you can help other people starting get trying to get started or somebody that probably doesn't have Flocorico in their town. And, you know, just put, putting basic flat heel step exercises always helps out everybody. Just getting out there, getting your group exposed. But, yeah, I wanted to share one of the tactics uh, with you guys for the business end of it. Basically, just make... At least one post every single day just to get started. One post on Facebook every single day. Don't worry. No one's going to see it right away. It's not like everybody has at least over 500 Facebook friends. So your content's not going to be posted right away. Depending on what it is. Like if I make a Flocorico post and the emphasis is family. And the algorithm determines whether family is important to you or not. And if it isn't, you won't see that post for like maybe two days, three days. If it is, then you'll see that post right away, and it'll be the first thing you see on your feed when you refresh. But it's all dependent. It's all dependent on the person. So that's why just make as many posts as possible. Get it out there and do it. But yeah, make a post a day for 30 days. And then after those 30 days, just take your top three. And I encourage running Facebook ads, Instagram ads, because they're really cheap. They're, They're not a lot of money. It's like you can spend 20 bucks and reach what is it? Almost a thousand people, which, you know, if you make print, you do all the other things 
It's like, how far does a flyer go? Usually it just goes from their hand. When you walk away, you throw it in the trash because you don't want to carry a piece of paper around you. Or you just take a picture of it on your phone and then it gets up, ends up getting lost in someone's gallery. But yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. It's helping group promote, helping our group promote and using it right now as a recruiting tactic to get more group members. So little by little, it's working. I think our first month we looked at, I think we had like about four, five members. And then this month we doubled. So we're at like 10 members. So hopefully we keep up the momentum and going into this third month, which is every 15th, I post a accountability photo just, you know, just for fun. Mostly because one, I want to make sure that, you know, I do my job. You know, I stay committed to the dancers. They're putting their trust in me. So I need to give it like 100% all the time. Also, I put my daughter in all of the photo. <laughs> so hopefully one day it can be like just 5, 10, 15, 20 years of her just being right there every 15th, every month, just growing up in front of everybody. So that'd be really, really cool. Uh, other than that, uh, I wanted to talk about our class structure just to vent some ideas, you know, get everything out there. But the way we run our classes, I like to run it very, like, smooth transitions to where things make sense. So in the beginning, I do do a lot of, like, ballet, more, you know, traditional contemporary movements on that side. Because it just helps with the posture and just the look of it. Because I do like a very, like, good straight posture and, you know, people projecting to the audience. So you know men look like men and women look like women that's my personal opinion just the i guess not that men men look like men and women look like women more so that you look like dancers and when you walk on the stage you're just a dancer people can be like that dude's a dancer he's 100 percent, you know all in and that's just the way i like doing it so i do do right now we're working on position one two and three hopefully everything pans out this coming practice I think it's the 27th this coming practice, Sunday. Uh, I'll have an expert ballet person that's going to come in, clean up my people, fine-tune them. We're going to run through our Jalisco set that we're working on right now. And she can fix them up and do what she needs to do. So that's really exciting. Uh, the way I met her was through Uber. I do Uber to basically you know, pay the bills. Well, I built up my two businesses, which is this. And I also have a photography and videography business where I get a couple clients a month. And then Flocorico group that I'm trying to get off the ground. So little by little, we'll be able to do it. So hopefully she'll come in, clean up, you know, change the look, get everything in sync and everybody looking the same because I only can do so much. I've been dancing Flocorico for over 20 years, more so on the danza side and yeah, when it comes to ballet, I am far from an expert. So it's always good to bring people in, you know, pay them what they're worth and just, you know, knock it out. So we'll see how it goes. And then also I do run a lot of different like technique exercises. Like I know some people wouldn't call, consider it technique because technique is like form, how you do something, you know, the specifics of it. And it, they would consider it footwork, but I think just knowing how to do a flat in order to protect your knees and not just like randomly just stepping 
Because if you randomly just step, you're going to blow out a knee. It happens to a lot of dancers, a lot of my friends. I, I'm 28 years old. And a lot of my friends have blown out their knees. Like, you know, they're 26, 25, 24, 21. I mean, I remember seeing my first knee brace when, what is it, 16 years old on this female dancer. She, like, just blew out her knee while doing zapateado. And that's all she wrote. I mean, she still danced, but... She couldn't do as much as she could as she was able to. So I was always scared of that. So learn bending my knees, learning how to take the shock, understanding, you know. It's kind of like jabbing when you're a boxer. It's like if you go full throttle, you're going to break your hand. You're going to damage yourself. You're going to get the shakes. I don't know if anybody's ever hit a punching bag. But if you hit a punching bag without proper technique and you have a lot of strength behind it, that shock is going to go straight into you and it's just going to hurt. You're going to have hurt wrists. You're going to have hurt fingers. Your shoulder's going to feel funky because you're not throwing proper technique. So I think of it the same way when you do like a flat or step or planto or whatever you want to call it. You know, having that proper technique of being able to hit the ground properly so that shock is absorbed by the full body and not just by, you know, stopping at your knees to me is extremely important. So starting the class off slow with just flat basics and then we go into Jalisco basics and we have a show coming up November 30th. Um, I think it's called Plaza Mexico for a Veracruz Danza event. I think it's like Jarochos. I need to review and look over it. So I'm teaching on basic Jarocho steps right now. You know, caratillas, flats, brushes, all that good stuff. So they're picking up well. They'll do well. I have confidence in my dance members. But yeah, that's basically the beginning of class. I also do a little yoga because stretching is important. Getting those muscles warm. I don't go more than like 8 to 12 seconds. I keep it like really short and light. But just getting that flexibility because nobody stretches. And now that I'm a little bit older, like I understand it. Before I used to think it was a joke. I was like, ah, what do you need to stretch for? What for? You know, you're fine. It's, you know, stretching is just for like people that just can't handle or at least that's what I used to think and then now seeing it now you know I'm only 28 and like just running I can't go full out because the recovery takes too long so now I actually like focus on ways to recover faster to get me back on the line which I would never do before like when I was 18 16 21 it's like I'll go run five miles go to practice afterwards and then wake up and feel refreshed because my body was able to recover now it's a little bit of a different story you know getting a little older still young still young as hell but i understand stretch maintain your body you know it's all regiment you wouldn't go miles without getting an oil change so why would you do the same thing to your body and yeah that's pretty much the beginning of our classes that's what we do that's how we handle things so hopefully it keeps going hopefully people like it I do got a lot of stuff planned. I have the next three months planned on technique and different footwork exercises that I plan to do just to build them slowly up. Any being anybody coming in, what is it during that during this time is going to be, you know, be blessed by fire, but they'll be okay. I'll take care of them. Just pull them aside, get one of our founders to, you know, teach them the basics really quick, get them up to speed and then put them on the line and get them in that grid. And that's one thing I do do. Uh, I do do grids because my wife pointed it out that when people do lines, meaning lines like diagonals, meaning that 
if you think of it like a square and then people that actually know Flocorico or, you know, are listening to this are probably like, oh, yeah, bro, we know, we know. But this is just for general and generalities. So you just go from corner to corner diagonally. So that's a line. Usually there's three to four, three, two to four people in the line and they go all the way down across. But I've always found that people get impatient and usually the people at the end don't get as much instruction. And the my wife pointed it out, you know, evidently that those last, what is it, five, six people don't get paid attention to. So then they fall off. They don't learn as much as the people, you know, doing it in the front. So doing a grid, going horizontally, you know, making it groups of three, four, five, and then getting them in that line is way better because now you can observe each dancer and then clean up areas where, okay, their heel's not going here. Their flat's not going here. They're not all in sync. Because when people march together, you can always tell that guy that's off step or messed up because it's just a little hiccup in that formation. So same concept that we're using here. It's like any person that has a little hiccup or messes up, you can tell because they're in a formation and you just make sure they keep those lines. And it also helps in performances or when putting choreography because now they have to keep a grid. They have to keep a block. They have to keep a line. So now they have to be guiding with the peripherals left, right, and also be looking front to make sure that everything's good to go. So it's a good way, I think, to you know get everything scored away. And yeah, but other than that, uh, I wanted to talk about one last thing is there's a concert coming up. All the Flocorico stuff that usually I talk about, people use doing social media, people getting the word out there. So if I don't know about your concert, sorry. You know, that's just me. But the next one, or actually there's two coming up. One is by Pele Flocorico de Los Angeles. They're having one this Saturday, I believe at the Downey Theater. Downey Theater is booking a lot of people right now. And then the other one, I believe, is Joventud is having their concert. Uh, I believe it's the 26th they're having it. I don't know the times, but yeah, look for tickets on the Downey Theater website. Help them out. Show them support. Show them Flocorico support. And, yeah, keep the culture going. But other than that, that's pretty much all I have. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Enjoy themselves. And I'll see you later. Bye.